that was? <laughs> I know what you're trying to set up. I'm snorting a line of yes. you. Oh, oh, I didn't see that coming. Because that's how much I want you to be a part of me. You're going to chop me up and make me into a line and snort me up your nostrils? Maybe I will with my debit card. Yeah, what are we even talking about today? Talking about rock and fucking roll. Yeah! Fighting the system. Fighting the system! Yeah, rock and roll is good. You know, I really love rock and roll that was coming out of the 70s and probably early 80s. Mm. You know, the 90s got a little whiny, I think. Mm -hmm. Some of the music was still pretty good, but it definitely... Had a lot of singing about how hardcore and sad my feelings are. Yeah, well, because there were no giant world issues in the early 90s and stuff. So yeah. So you have to sing about feelings. Sure. There's a verse in a Titus Andronicus song where he says, um, Titus Andronicus is a modern punk, mm -hmm. punkish, rockish band. And he says, um, uh, I heard it said that white men came up with existential angst when they ran out of other problems. Because the thing about those problems was one typically more money would solve them. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think absolutely. that might be what you're talking about with the 90s kind of shoegazy, whiny rock. Well, here's the thing I love about rock and roll, and, and I know that human beings have picked up on this. History happens like a cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, with all the episodes I've been constantly ranting about, um, you know, how everything is in balance. And so that's the truth about the long-scale version of history. Mm -hmm. You will go from points of everything becoming very disciplined and very orderly. And then there's a small spark that's got to come and tear it all down. And then it's all free love and, you know, drugs and sex and all that good, good sinning, yeah. as, as you like to call it. And then it happens periodically. It does. But then also what happens is that becomes a norm. And then the orderly people start coming back in and then, you know, just rinse and repeat. Throughout history. The ex-hippies become the orderly people as they grow Yes, up. yes. Is that how it works? Yeah. Well, I really love this OK Boomer thing. I think that's hilarious. It's really funny. Well, you're talking about people creating new languages. That's, you know, slang is probably my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you consider memeing a, kind of a new language? You know, I will say memeing is exactly like, it's like language candy. Mm. You're hitting the the... You know, the, the bright, shiny parts of your brain going like, ooh, there's a picture. And there's a few words I know. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, so speaking about that, hitting the, the bright, shiny part of your brain, kind of brain candy type thing. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you regarding rock and roll. Nose candy? For, well, we're going to get into that. Great. I mean, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I like to make promises. There are a lot of podcasters. If you listen to enough podcasts, you'll notice that people will say, we're going to get into that later. And then they never will. Oh, it's yeah. It's the most annoying thing. Great. Let's never get into it. I'm just not going to make that promise. Well, this way we'll be a legitimate podcast. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a yeah. lie. Yeah, it's a lie. It's not good on our Sure. So, uh, I, I love rock. I've, you know, grown up on rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, favorite band is probably Weezer. Also okay. Also Zeppelin. Yeah. You know. That's definitely a good rock and roll example. Yeah. I, I love it. I like Get Off on it. Mm. And it's a it's a Get Off that I think is pretty familiar to anyone who's into any kind of music. But I it's this like certain chord progression will happen. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you an example. Like When I Come Around by Green Day, right? Uh-huh. They have this little mini bridge that goes, No time to search the world around. 
and it's like not resolving, not resolving. Yeah. Cause you know where I'll be found. And then that first chord hits the when I come around. Yeah. And it gives you like this little kind of flutter in your solar plexus or, or yeah. you know, whatever goes off in your head. Mm -hmm. What is that feeling? Well, music covers a whole lot of things. We'll we'll stick to rock and roll so we can cover other things and other music. Yeah, but... I want to stick to rock and roll because I'm, I'm uh, most familiar with it. Also, it's the, the theme of the episode, so we should. Yeah. Well, rock and roll is a visceral feeling. Mm -hmm. You know... When humans get their bodies moving, when you're in your body, you're, you're really in touch with, with what's going on. And, and rock and roll, that guitar and the way that that rhythm hits, it fills you with power. And then that makes you want to move and it makes you want to be powerful. And that's sort of why rock and roll did the things that it did. Because it passed on this feeling of power and strength and and this this need to take charge of your own life and to kick doors down and to break stuff and that was exactly the energy that they needed to have the revolutions that they had uh w is that something that only rock could have done like why why didn't rock happen for the past 10,000 years was that because people had battle yeah absolutely yeah, there were other things that were viscerally driving them that 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 you know they, they were far more open, well, not the Puritans, but most people in history were far more open sexually so that they were more exploratory in who they were. Uh, they were also far more violent. And rock and roll tapped into that energy maybe for the first time in a way that didn't lead to, I don't want to say violence as a blanket thing because it definitely did lead to some violence, um, but it captured that same emotional energy without having you have to get violent. You felt strong, like a warrior that could that could accomplish anything, and you know, it was good. It was it was exciting to see people stop being mopey and start being energized. Yeah, yeah. It was also cool to see that, you know, that raw energy gets created, and then it becomes its own craft. Yeah. And then people start kind of whittling it, figuring out how they can you know, shape that energy and funnel it and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, I wish there were more guitar solos in modern music. Me too. I miss that. Yeah, me too. You know, there was a song, we listened, listened to the lyrics, and all of a sudden it's like, hold on, I'm going to riff for two minutes, mm -hmm. just slamming on this guitar and bringing the drums in. I'm going to tell you, I do not mind... When it, comes to, when it comes to rock that really works, mm -hmm. I don't mind self-indulgence. I don't mind like makeup i don't mind glam rock glam I yeah don't mind any, i love glam oh my god part, part of the reason why i loved bands like queen and some of the you know the those sort of in your face 70s to early 80s bands was you know they were taking people out of the confines of you got to look this way and dress this way and wear a suit and this is what this is and he's like i'm gonna wear striped spandex and no shirt and you didn't even see that coming I I was I couldn't wait for it to happen. <laughs> you knew somebody was gonna do it. You I well, it. you see you little were pockets there in ten thousand BC saying someone's gonna come up with spandex and no, wear it on stage. That's not what it is, uh, because again, because things are cyclical. I would see people experimenting with fashion in different waves. So one of my favorite fashion, <laughs> only because I didn't get it and I thought it was quite quite the chuckle. Uh, pumpkin britches. 
What on earth is that? Pumpkin britches where they looked like a pumpkin. Um, they were around more in the Victorian England times. Basically a giant pouch around both of your legs and it stopped roughly around your knees. There was a little frill. But it basically just went out in two big circles right around your hips. Mm-hmm. And those were pumpkin britches. Now, missed those. Well, cause, because I was like, what are you doing? All right. And then someone started wearing them and people started wearing them. I'm like, I can't believe it. Every time. Fanny packs. That's another thing. Yeah. Somebody These brought... things catch on. They do. Fashion is a weird thing. I mean, we should definitely do a fashion podcast. But I was, I was excited that somebody was making it okay to, to stop dressing like so boring. You know, everybody was so rigid you know, coming you out of the fifties. You say that, yeah, it's true. You also say that we should do a separate fashion pod. We should, but it's also should be noted that fashion and rock and roll are like intimately intertwined. Absolutely. Well, here's here's what I'll say about about rock and roll and and fashion and people changing the norms. I love creation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm probably the most excited about breaking the molds and that is the thing that separates human beings from all of the other creatures on the planet that is probably what i am so enamored with and and why despite all the things that human beings do that i keep them around because you experiment and you try things and you change and i don't care if you fail i don't care if your experimentation is some super absurdist thing you know Lady Gaga, she wore a a meat dress. I didn't get it, but she did it, and good for her. The only thing that changes throughout time are the times that you have people that decide to push against the system and break the mold. I got some more questions, but I want to wait till Jeff comes on. Our guest today is the legendary singer for rock bands Radium, with a small A and capital all other letters. Uh Uh-huh, that's important. And 86... And you will have to talk to him to get that spelled for you. People are creative now. <laughs> Punctuations, capitalizing rando things. Jeff Bratz. Yeah, with Legend. a Z. With a Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what is there to say? He's to like the, the premier rock singer in Los Angeles right now. Um, this guy is the living embodiment of rock and roll. Yeah. And he, he fully exists in that world. And it's beautiful. It is. And he's got a long, flowing mane of glorious hair. His man's just, just fucking rock, man. Yeah. I've seen a couple of radium shows before around town. And they do, like, they've got originals, but they also do, you know, the covers of the classic rocks, a lot of hair metal and stuff like that, glam yeah. rock and stuff like that. And it's just, like, such a party. Yeah, You've gets up, gets you moving. All right. Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, without further ado, Raimi. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. And then we'll come back with Jeff Briggs. Yeah, rock and roll. So the holidays are coming up. Oh, yes. Which is a great time to celebrate the ones we love. Hmm. And who do we love? Who? Puppies. Yes. Puppies. Yeah, that's true. You love your dog. Your dog loves you. Your dog loves you more than any human loves you. Truth. We're going to be honest about that. 
How about this holiday season? Why not celebrate that pure love for your pup by getting mm. their holiday portrait done at Puppy Party Portraits? Oh, that's like insane amounts of cute. Here's what I'll say. People send out postcards of their kids mm. on the holidays. Sure. Nobody wants to see that. I don't want that. But if you sent out an adorable photo of your little pup pup wearing a Santa hat, oh my god. You know what the difference is? If I got that from a stranger, I would gladly adorn my fridge with that. Yeah, go to Instagram at Puppy Party Portraits. You can see all the other portraits and uh, you can also find the info. You can email pbarubiphotography at gmail.com. And that is an official endorsement from God. Exactly. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Jeff Bratz. Jeff Bratz. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. That was the sound of a Miller Lite. That's a Jeff Bratz signature. Yeah, Everyone the Champagne beers. Well, not this one. This, oh. is the, this is a fine Pilsner. It says it on the can. So You're you thinking know it's of true. Miller Genuine Draft. Gross. You want me to come back talk beer? I will. All right. No, no. We're we're here to talk to Jeff Bratz about rock and roll. I mean, it's. I think it's the most important music there is. Mm. Because mm -hmm. not only do the stories that people convey give everybody something that they need in their life, mm. yeah. but the energy in the way that they're conveyed brings everybody together in a unit. Whether that unit ends up being like super excited or happy or rage. You know, all of these things are valid. All of these things are necessary. Cool. And... Uh, you know, I think the only type of music that can really do that justice is rock and roll. Yeah, well, rock and roll was definitely coming at a time that people were really suppressing their feelings. Oh, man, it was it was this bubbly. When you talk about rage, you know, most people go, oh, why would you want to let rage out? You got to. Because you know what's worse is letting rage sit underneath and then, you know, letting it build for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. That's why people were killing their spouses and stuff in the 50s. Some people say that causes cancer. Yeah, well, do we it know? does. So, Jeff, I I'm what just want to put this out there because I had this question and I wanted to ask it to both you and God. Sure. Is rock dead? You know, I had the same question because, you know, though things, you know, like I heard God say are cyclical. Yeah. You know, and I and I like to believe that rock is also cyclical. You know, you go through these these ebbs and flows of of nature and and of mentality within societies mm. uh and i and i hope i hope that rock isn't dead for so many reasons including my career <laughs> sure uh but you know I, I think i think we're getting back to a point where rock is going to become really important again to get everybody's voices out there and to get everybody's message out there but i mean if anybody would know i was hoping god would well well i'll say Rock is not dead in the fact that, you know, you, you got the classic hits on your Pandora stations and there's so many ways that rock is being kept alive mm -hmm. in the same way that classical music is being kept alive throughout the centuries. Rock and roll in what it was in the 60s, 70s, 80s is dead in the fact that the energy that calls for it is not the same anymore it's, behind it. It seems like with all of the the, you know passionate movements we have going on like politically socially in america at least right now yeah 
I mean, it seems like it would be a great time for rock and roll. This it, That feels like, to me, the same energy as this energy that I hear about from 1968 and 69. Well, the problem is, is that that energy comes from something that you might not be able to imagine because you weren't there, but it comes from a place of everyone being repressed. And right now, people are not being repressed. There are tons of ways that you can express yourself more than even in the time that rock and roll existed. You know, people are re-identifying how the gender spectrum works. You know, self-expression is it at an all-time high, which means, cyclically speaking, there will be a time coming in the future where all of that will clamp down and then rock and roll will be reborn. Uh, I can't wait for repression to happen again on a massive <laughs> scale. You know, I really thought with, with the popularity of Greta Van Fleet, you know, the fake Led Zeppelin. Fake Led Zeppelin, yeah, um, copy Led Zeppelin. You know, I really thought with, with that happening, mm -hmm. it, was, it was time. Yeah, it, actually, it did feel like that, didn't you know? it? It was like people are getting that itch for the classic rock again. Yeah. Well, yeah. you did have different oppression now because hip-hop is a big thing now. And hip-hop is sort of doing almost exactly the same thing that rock and roll was doing, except it's coming from a different community with a different voice and a different need. Well, and a totally different energy. Absolutely. You yeah. know? And I think that's, that's what's missing for me. Yeah. You know, like I, I dig the message... I dig the way they're putting it forth. I like the beats. But it's just, it doesn't have that, it doesn't make me want to, you know, get to the front of the stage and, and throw my hands up and, and shake with the band. Well, rock and roll is always going to have a place. It's never going to die and be gone from society. It has made enough of an impact that it will exist and will be talked about and carried on in generations. I guess the thing that I'm concerned about and the thing that I, I assume Jeff would be concerned about too is that like I don't want it to become a historical artifact the way that we talk about classical music. Even though classical music is still produced and everything like that, but it's not, you know, it doesn't have a widespread clout. You want rock and roll to go back to being the most popular form of music. Yes. Yes. I do. I would yeah. love it. Well, it's not going to happen. Unfortunately, the people that really love rock and roll are the ones that are aging out of, you know, being the popular people that determine what the trends are. I had this, uh, I had this question just especially for you, God. Okay. I think we could get to start a little topic of conversation here. And it's just something that occurred to me in the car coming over here. Do other planets or galaxies have rock? We've established oh, yeah. that life exists elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely they do. Okay. Yeah. What is that? Does it sound like our rock? Well, it absolutely sounds different than your version of rock and roll. Sure. The reason why I say that they have it is because it hits the sort of same visceral notes that rock and roll does. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it's all about the, the empowering things that you want to do. And I expect that a multidimensional creature who has more command, like we can't see infrared, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like a multidimensional creature can hear different microtones between the tones yeah. that we can. So they have... Probably like, I mean, their rock has got to be like Opeth on acid. Yeah. But like, like on that note, though, are their instruments similar? Oh, they have all kinds of instruments. You know, List other some. other creatures are very creative. What are some? Uh, there's a dandaphon. Mm -hmm. It's like a guitar, um, but the the chords are, are are like liquid. 
So when really? they when they are struck, they create a different vibration, Do you have which to... ultimately creates a different sound. And I would assume that you have to be extremely gentle in order to play it. Well, upon. they uh, when they when they play it, um, they actually affect the gravitational force around the water. Oh, okay. That's sort of how they interact with it. So they're they're not actually plucking the water itself. So their sound or the liquid. It's not really water. Their sound is omnidirectional, and if they played a low enough chord, they could probably start a black hole. No, that's not at all how black holes work. It's not. just not powerful enough. That's, <laughs> no, that's, not, that's not at all. Black holes are only created by the mass of a sun condensing to about the size of a pea. Okay. I, I mean, think, that's nothing to do with sound. I, if if Jeff took a dandaphon and played it in a concert, yeah, what would happen? Uh, your cells would vibrate. Like, like as if you were standing in the middle of an earthquake, except only inside your body. So like drugs. For the amount of time that your cells held together, it'd feel pretty good. It would feel like you were in a vibrating chair in every part of your body. Oh, okay. From the inside out. That sounds great. And then you'd explode. That sounds bad. Yeah. Well, individual cells would explode and ultimately you would melt. It sounds like if you gotta go, that's not a terrible way to go, though. No. You'd get it. Think You'd go, I yeah. see, I see why this catches on. Think about the obituary. Yeah. It'd be so hot. Yeah. Jeff, have you ever had any, like, uh, I don't know how else to say this, but, like, close calls in your rock lifestyle where it's like, damn, I'm glad I made it out of that one alive? A lot of them. Yeah? yeah. Like yeah, what? A lot of them. Well, so in 86, I play a character. Like, we just decided, decided day one that we were going to be a, basically a parody of an 80s metal band right mm -hmm. so we're all gonna have names and accents and like personas and i play this guy named savage reigns yeah it's great. great name Fantastic. you know it was just a garbage english accent yeah drunk all the time uh and he's he's from old brunswick which as it turns out doesn't exist, doesn't exist. but i didn't know that when i decided that's where i was from doesn't matter um and uh and actually not too not too long ago I, I looked out at the audience, and some, some girl looked up at me smiling, and, and I made an offhand comment about not sleeping with anybody there except her the 20 or so times. Mm -hmm. She liked it. I liked it. We moved on to the next song. It's a show. Yeah. Yeah. Her boyfriend did not like it, and it got ugly. Yeah. I didn't actually get hit. Got a drink thrown at me, but I stayed in character the whole time. I mean, you have to. Yeah. I mean, that's rock and show, roll, right? baby. You're selling a show. Luckily, the sound guy was a giant, so he could come over and intervene. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Well, your story is actually the same story of every rock story ever, which is something starts off fun, people start getting really into it, things get out of hand, things break. Man, did we go too far. This is what's happened with Woodstock 99. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. Well, also in the, the original Woodstock, people got into some shit. Sure. There just wasn't there. as much media around then to report about. No, not at all. I mean, but I live, by, live my life by the credo, life isn't fun until you go just beyond the line. Yeah. And then it starts becoming fun, and then you just got to keep going. Well, you guys experience this with comedy. So there's this sort of like rule of thirds, and then if you said it like a seventh time, it becomes funny again. Right. It's you know, back. yeah, that's kind of the same thing with living the rock and roll lifestyle. I mean, you see these in your biopics where it's like, 
Oh man, this guy started off and he was just a good rock and roller. Then he got into drugs and then things got crazy and then things got good again because you waited enough time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. Same cycle. Well, what's wrong with drugs? You oh know, my God, nothing. Yeah, great. Yeah, I don't have a problem with say, drugs. Like, you can't live the rock and roll lifestyle without also partaking in the finer things in life. Well, here's what I'll tell you. Form. Drugs are the same sort of story as this, this sort of comedy thing. They always start off really good. And if someone starts getting on drugs, I'm like, look at that guy. He's having a good time. He's high. He's enjoying his life. And then he starts punching the mirror. And then he takes the shards of glass and he cuts his skin. And I'm like, where did that happen? Mm-hmm. What? That, that took a turn. Yeah, because you know? he had some stuff buried. Yeah, he had some stuff, stuff he was working coming through. Out. You know, drugs can be fun. Doing drugs all the time because you're avoiding your inner demons. Well, guess what? Your inner demons are going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're going to go to rehab. And then you're going to do drugs again. And then you're going to go to rehab. And then you'll meet a nice girl and you'll get clean and that's rock and roll. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of demons, I do have a question for you as long as we're here. Sure. So, crossroads deals. Hmm. Any, any value to that? Is that like a thing? Could I find... Somebody to to sell my soul to, to become the star I want to be? No. Not at all. I mean, I love these stories that human beings make up, but the thing that you're talking about is, could I take one person's wish and alter the fabrication of all existence to serve this one human being's needs in this moment so they can learn some sort of life lesson? Couldn't you? I mean, what would be the point? That guy's not special. Also... What what are you selling me? Your soul? Like I need to collect those things? Yeah, but you know what the return on investment is. The return on investment is going to be the greatest music of all time. You don't want to hear that? There are already people that are out there making great music. You would like to think so. I don't give it, I have to give it to this guy. You're the one who says that human beings, I make human beings and then they set, they create stuff and then I'm blown away. That's oh, what yeah. you say. Oh, That's absolutely. Say. So if it would stand to reason that if Jeff was outside of Athens, Georgia, and he was at a crossroads of Highway 75 mm-hmm. and Highway whatever, yeah, and then he comes across a guy in a black hat, and the guy in the black hat says, Classic. I will give you give me a soul. I'm yeah. going to make you a rock and time. Yeah, I wouldn't trust that guy because that guy's hammered. And then he does anyway. Yeah. And he gives him a bottle of scope. And then the guy gives him the power of rock and roll. And it's the greatest rock music you've ever seen. Why wouldn't you want that to happen? Well, here's what I'll tell you. is actually a, there's a good placebo effect. Let's say you went to a crossroads. You talked to this drunk guy over here that is <laughs> in the black hat. And he says... Trade me a soul and I'll make you a good rock star. And you do it. You gonna do it? Guess what? What? You're, you've said in your mind that you're going to make great rock music. You're now really motivated. You're driven. You think it's already going to happen. Oh, so it's placebo. Yeah. So go. Great. That sounds awesome. I'll tell you, I do love these crossroad uh, sell your soul things. Devil Went Down to Georgia is a great song. Still holds up to this day. But no actual crossroad was involved. No. He was lying. But... The great thing about it is there was some really good uh, fiddle playing on both sides. And, and, the guy, <laughs> and the guy clearly won. Both sides. Yeah. He, he played a better fiddle than, in, than the devil. He won fair and square. He won fair and square. I'm not gonna lie. And, and that was a really great story of like, you know, the devil will think he's smarter than humans and he's always going to trick him. He didn't know how good of a fiddle player this guy was. I mean, to be fair, the devil was... Technically playing a golden fiddle, which can't sound that good. No, 
No. Yeah, it's not resonant. Yeah, it's not resonant. Give me any wood over yeah, that. Right? Any yeah. wood. Number number two wood. common white pine. Yeah. Also, why is the why is the devil always practicing the fiddle? Like what is he doing with his time? Well, that, don't you know? What is he doing with he, his time? He doesn't exist. I mean he's got great stories. It's so much I'll less tell fun you what that, when these Bible stories don't exist. Really? Yes. I would say that the Greek mythology stories are far more interesting than the Bible. Way more interesting. That's actually true. Okay, the Hydra I mean, plays, plays way more into rock. And I think it'd be cooler sure. if Hades was, Hades was real, not the devil. Uh, Je- Jeff, have you ever had like what you would deem a religious experience with rock and roll? Oh yeah, every time you play in front of hundreds or thousands of people. Yeah. And that energy is just coming right back at you as you're giving it to them. Mm-hmm. Man. That's as close to God as you can get. Yeah. I mean, well, that's actually technically true. What you are talking about is an insane amount of connection amongst hundreds of thousands of people. Hmm. You're all energetically connecting in the same space. Yeah, that is as close as to God as you're gonna get. I mean, I don't even, I don't even have any like value to place on that, but I mm. just feel it. You know, you can just feel in that moment yeah. that you are, you've elevated, you've risen, mm-hmm. like. Everything about it. You are more energetically in tune with the universe because you are also energetically in tune with a thousand screaming people. So that that feeling is so good that does it have to be temporary? Is that one of those things where it's like if you felt that way the whole time, then there would be no point in feeling that way? Well, I would say that it doesn't have to be temporary. The only reason why it really exists as a temporary thing is because everyone is so up in their own business. You know, the thing about rock and roll or big community events is everybody is stopping all the things they're doing to connect in the exact same way as the other people are. Mm -hmm. So if you could get everyone to just hang out together in a stadium for a couple of days and be on the same page with each other, yeah. You can stay connected. I mean, that's what Woodstock was. Like Million Man March. Sure. But, you know, we couldn't do that now because people have their iPhones and their, and their Androids. But even if people didn't have their iPhones, it still seems like if you got everyone together in Wembley Stadium for four days, they'd get sick of each other. They would because they would be into the, their own personal needs. Rock and roll makes you forget about what's happening in the rest of the world and brings you into this moment. You can't avoid that music coursing through you. Mm-hmm. You know, but the problem is right now and part of the reason bringing us back to why rock is is not super alive is because you go to a rock concert, you're going to see half of the audience on their phones videoing the rock concert. Mm. They're not letting the music soak into them. You know, they're trying to tell all their friends how cool they are at this rock concert. That's and that's not rock. That is that is one great thing about singing rock like it's. It's less marketable than I would say, you know, like a jazz trio. You can do like dinner clubs and shit. But, you know, with a jazz trio, anybody can be talking over you the whole time. When you're up on stage and you're performing rock, they don't have the option. Yeah. You know, they're getting hit with such a wall of sound that they couldn't even talk to somebody if they wanted to. Yeah. So all mm-hmm. they can do is just be a part of that music and be right there. Right. You know, and give me their energy. Yeah, it's super loud. Yeah. So so what because I don't want to be one of those podcasters <laughs> that we were talking about. Yeah. 
I gotta talk about your aesthetic. You, yeah. you're, you're a person, Jeff, who I think is really, you know, solidly confident in himself and like what your persona is the wrong word, but it's the only word I can think of. But just like what your your you is. If somebody is like questioning what their them is, are are there any like keys or little map signs to follow as to what what makes you 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 know i think you have to experiment like i've gone through so many different phases of my life you know in the early mm. 2000s i thought i was bi so i played around you know because that was the hip thing to do everybody was doing it sure so you know i did that and i tried being the hippie you know wearing frazzled long hair and like you know button down snappy shirts and you know the whole thing yeah and I felt okay with that, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you eventually, like, pull pieces from all these different lives that you've tried out until you find all the pieces that just fit together exactly the way yeah. you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? 100%. The things that are authentic to you. Yeah. I super support that. I mean, listen, that's part of what I was talking about with rock and roll, getting people to, to expand and experiment and, and try new things. I mean, you, when you're talking about what the authentic you is, Mm -hmm. the authentic you may not be a thing that has existed yet. It may be a new combination of a series of things that nobody has put together. And the only way that you're going to do that is by not trying to put yourself in a box and stay there. You know, try out different boxes. Take what you like. Mm -hmm. Get rid of what you don't like. Customize it. That's that's literally the only point of existence is, you know, you're not going to live for forever. What else are you going to do? Make your own life. I feel like it's the same thing with, like, spiritual fulfillment. Sure. I mean, you would know better than I would, but, you know, you, you try all these different things out. Maybe you do want to be Christian. Fine. If that fits for you, great. Otherwise, like, take the pieces from all these different things you hear and learn and read about and, like, create your own spiritual path, you know? It's yeah. funny because when you put it in those terms, I thought about it in those terms, you know, taking things from different people and then kind of assembling your you know, the, the castle your of who you are, your you yeah. um, your Jewishness. You ah, I like that. Um, uh-huh. Your Jewish. Judaism. Judaism. But uh, I hope that picks up. Uh, that would be a fun trend to have actually happen. Hanukkah. I, it's, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but it's funny because in one way of looking at it, and that's sometimes the cynical way that I look at it, it's like, well, there's no you in there. You're just taking, you're just stealing from other people, and then you're making this like Lego of you know identity that's that all fit into it. taking from other people. But you're saying the opposite. You're saying that that is actually you. Well, you're learning. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of the things about human beings procreating and moving on to the next generation is to pass on information and things that you learned, including stories and traditions and religions and fashion and wardrobe and music you know you're passing all these things on i mean i'm sure you're well i know that your parents passed music on to you mm-hmm. you know and different beliefs certainly different religious ideals and you took the ones that you liked and you got rid of the ones that you didn't because it's all stories i mean that's all it really is and then you get to make up your own story so there's no need to feel bad about you know picking and choosing these things because they feel good no, because you can't be a poser. Like, the thing that you're talking about is, like, you should feel bad about taking other stuff. Who? Is there a police? 
that are mocking and saying like, you're not authentic because you, you, you like tacos. Everyone likes tacos. Tacos are delicious. Mm -hmm. Of course, a lot of people like tacos. You're not jumping on a bandwagon because you also like tacos. <laughs> well, you are. It's just not a bad bandwagon. I mean, if you're doing, if you don't actually like tacos and you eat tacos because other people like them, then you're an idiot and you're jumping on a bandwagon. Ah, if you enjoy the taste of tacos and they're popular because they're delicious, then you're just not an idiot because tacos are delicious and you enjoy them. And you're being honest to your own yeah. wants and stuff. You got to do what makes you happy, what makes you feel good, right? Whatever that is, mm -hmm. tacos or otherwise. You know, I, I think that getting back to the theme of this episode in rock and roll, like I, I think that the thing that speaks to me so much about it is that out of nowhere, just just out of out of a random song, there can be a verse or the entire idea behind the song that will speak to you on a level that you're like, I understand it. That makes me have a connection with this person who's writing the song and singing it to me right mm -hmm. now. Um, I've had that for, I've had that for just like a lyric that I thought was like a trenchant point. Yeah. Or I've had that for entire vibes. Like I told you that I love Weezer. Like a, a, Rivers Cuomo's whole vibe on the album Pinkerton like this this sort of like wanting and loneliness and stuff like that at the time in my life where I was into that album you know um it just it just spoke to me and almost the the individual words didn't even matter because that album had a feeling mm. of how it was and it just felt true mm -hmm. so I think what I'm trying to do is kind of connect what we were just talking about about finding the things that are really you and the things that make you feel right yeah. in this music well the thing is is you're never going to know who you are if you keep trying to pretend to be other things so, so let me ask you this then over the years people who have really taken on this lifestyle and people who have really like dove into their own hedonism yeah you know they tend to die so early sure you know Jimi Hendrix Janis Joplin Kurt Cobain yeah you know like if, if you're if you applaud that lifestyle so much why how can that be like why would why would that be the outcome of people living their truest selves why would they die yeah. is that what we're asking well because every single thing in existence exists in balance and comes with a price you know so for example if you want to talk about donuts you could eat donuts every day they're delicious they're also full of calories that are going to stop your heart and make you fat but you can do it same thing with drugs. You know, if you drink a ton of alcohol, which is inherently a poison that gives you, you know, a lot of joys. You know, if you binge drink alcohol, guess what? Your involuntary functions are going to shut down. You're going to die. You know, you, I, you can enjoy as much as you want. But if you do anything to an extreme, including working out or things that are sort of like hardcore and disciplined, you'll, you'll die that way too. If you do anything in an extreme... It's going to kill you. So you want people to be like rock light. Is that what you're saying? Well, I want people to be rock balanced. All right. Yeah. Have a crazy night of partying. Also drink some water. I gotta say, that doesn't sound very rock and roll. Well, listen, some people, they rock and they live really hard and they have these extreme intense experiences. And then, you know, they've lived life so hard and so much that, you know, they're done. What else are they going to do? But you can't sustain if, that. I don't know if rock balanced is rock. Yeah, well, that's everybody's individual choice, man. Mm. You know, do it or don't do it. I would say Jeff lives a rock balanced life. He's he, he's clearly still alive. 
talking to us. Still standing. You know, there are ways of enjoying and indulging your vices without making it the only thing that you've got going on. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you don't have to party or, or enjoy the good things in life. It just means that literally, even if you did the bad things in life or the sort of like goody two shoes things in life, those things will still kill you eventually. Yeah. So people who are too good die of goodness. They need a bit more rock in their life. Listen, if, if you were a person that was so disciplined that you're like, I really want to eat just raw vegetables and, and you know, only have a plant-based whatever, and I'm just going to eat celery for 100 days, you're going to die. Celery is not a nutritious food, mm-hmm. you know. It'll make you feel thin. It'll be good for your Instagram until you're dead. That's the same thing. Get to some audience questions? Let's do it. What musician do you want to hang with? Uh, You know... I want to hang with Sebastian Bach. Yeah. Because you know, he'll remember you. You know, he just, one of the greatest rock vocalists, in my opinion, mm. which I consider fact, that ever has been. And he's still alive. Like, somehow he's managed <laughs> to live a rock balanced life. I don't know how. But he just crushes it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just want to sit down and have a little luncheon with him over some Bloody Marys and sausages. Yeah. You know. And discuss rock. Are you? Are you? What do you think his insight would be? Do you? Are do you want to talk to him about like the rock lifestyle, or do you want to talk to him about the rock itself? And like, because he's technically great. You know, chances are we'd end up talking about what's in the Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Like for all I know, we'd be like, "Oh, rock and roll, rock and roll, yeah, cool, man." So what'd you do this weekend? Like, and that's fine too. Yeah, we don't have to talk about rock. I just want to, you know, I just want to talk to him. Yeah, you know, see what's going on in his head. That's awesome. God. Yeah. Anybody you um, want to spend time with? Well, I've spent time with everybody. Uh, I really loved hanging out with Iron Maiden. And the reason why is not only were they uh, a great band, strong, powerful vocals and guitar and, you know, got people moving, super intense, but they were also really good dudes. They, they were a, a wonderful mix of like, man, were they hardcore and then also became great dads. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a rock balance. Well, you know, I have watched so many rock stars go through this. You know, you've seen biopics. Mm-hmm. It's the same journey. Oh, man. You get this young, young guy or girl, and they start getting into it, and you're like, they're going to be big. Wow, they're changing some things. And then some stupid idiot at a party happens. Same time. Sitting at a party, you end up sitting by the, at the couch. I've watched this moment happen thousands of times, mm-hmm. okay? I'm watching this young, bright-eyed person sitting on a couch in some tool. And I say tool because they're a person that has usually nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Who's like, have you ever tried this drug? And they're like, no, I've never tried it. And then they start getting into Coke or into LSD or into popping pills. And then that's it. It becomes a downward spiral of crazy things. And then they go to rehab. And then they come back. Anything in high moderation, though. I don't have a problem with doing it. I think it's laughable how it all unfolds in the exact same way. And, you know. You see it coming a mile away. I see it coming a mile away. And and I don't even say that I, I hope that it goes differently. Because, you know, it ultimately leads them into good music terrible relationship with their friends and families mm-hmm. so what you were talking about of that sort of the the you know the crossroads crossroad. sort yeah. of thing you know that guy on the couch 
That's the crossroads moment. Yeah. You don't trade your soul. I mean, I guess you do in the fact that you abandon everybody you care for for a glimpse of rock and roll. Yeah. So it's not exactly the same way of summoning a demon, but, you know, you talk to the drug dealer on the couch and then you become a rock star. I think I would want to hang out with uh, Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd want to hang out with her for a day. She's dynamite. See what her day is like. She's busy. Her typical day is like. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I would want to, you know, you know, get a little bit of gin in the both of us and just just, see where things go. Well, I mean, like, come on. I wouldn't say no. Sure. But also powerful woman. I just want to have her like bless me or cast a spell or something like that. Or just to see, I just want to know what her, what her spiritual like connection to the universe is you know if i could be privy to that for a second just be like stevie tell me like what do you see right now Mm. you know we're we're both a little bit weird right now i just i need to see what you're seeing right now well if you really want a good glimpse into it Mm -hmm. ask her who the guy was that introduced her to drugs on the couch Uh, that'll set you on your own journey probably you don't think it was lindsey buckingham no oh it wasn't. Uh, I think we got a uh, we got probably time for one more audience question. Then this is just a. I I actually think that we're all gonna have the same answer. Mm-hmm. What was the? But I don't know. What was the best musical decade in history? Eighties, seventies. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. I was wrong. Um, oh no! You got an answer now. <laughs> I was just kidding. I think uh, I think seventies for me. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love the eighties. 80s was tipping into the point where rock and roll was just becoming silly. I mean, Brett Michaels and Poison was definitely leading that charge of of, of ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but they're like a they're like a different league ridiculous. Like I love the show of it all. Sure, yeah. They were like, they were like so on that end of the spectrum. Yeah. You know, they didn't have to be that far. Right. Right. You know what I will say is a is a fascinating phenomenon which I have watched at every point since this song has come out. The song Pour Some Sugar On Me mm-hmm. always turns every female and some males in the audience into a stripper. It's great. It is insane. I have seen the most princess uptight you know, prudish girl, you put that song on and then all of a sudden her bum drops to the floor and she is like a sex machine for the duration of those t- three minutes. There are a handful of tunes that do that. Yeah. Girls, 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 same thing. Cherry pie? Cherry pie. Yeah, there's a couple Sweet of them. Of like, you know, I lump those in the pussy rock category because... That's what comes of it. The room changes. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Look, Pour Some Sugar On Me has the highest hit ratio for that happening. And also, the song doesn't make any sense. Because when has it been sexy to pour sugar on a person? It crystallizes. It gets gritty. It's, it's completely unattractive. But but I don't know, man. What they found with that music, it works. Yeah. I can't deny the fact that, you know, it turns the heat up. I, I could make an argument for the 80s if I was asked to. I, I just think I'm partial to, you know, Led Zeppelin's heyday, 73. You know, uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac's heyday in the 70s. And then I'm a sucker for Southern rock, too. I dig the 70s, so like, for sure. That was, that was an awesome time for that. Um, but uh, 
The reason why I say the 70s is it was the pinnacle of kicking ass and taking names and taking down the man. Rock music was fighting against its enemy in an all-out brawl. Mm -hmm. By the time the 80s hit, you know, rock had won. You know, rock was popular and accepted and it wasn't having to fight so, so hard. So now rock had the budget. So rock now had the budget. Had, yeah. Then you it had got Queen. And then it got ridiculous. Well, no, Queen was metal, Queen was still the 70s. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, Queen that's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, Bad Out of Hell came out in the 70s. But they spanned. Still my all-time favorite album. Yeah. yeah. Um well, guys, this has been an incredibly rich uh, text of a conversation. Yeah, long live rock and roll. Long live rock and roll. Absolutely. Yeah. Jeff, where can we find you on the onlines? Where can we see your bands? Oh, you can check out uh, Radium at uh, radiumtheband.com. It's, it kind of sounds like 80s metal, but it's a little bit more modern. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you can also check out my, my Christmas caroling company, which I think is important. Yeah. Probably the most metal thing yeah. Jeff is involved in right now. Look, rock balance, right? So you can go to uh, themainstreetcarolingco.com and uh, you know get, get some holiday in you. Full disclosure, I am also a tenor in the Main Street Caroling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a good company. You know, they do a good job. They've, they've remixed a lot of the favorites. Not remix in a way that you're thinking like rap remixing, but, you know, rearranged. It sounds good. I enjoy their rehearsals. And the holidays are coming up, yeah. so, you know, give us a call. Be happy to perform. All right. Well, that's it from us. Uh, you know, as always, you can find us wherever you get your podcast or on the That's Entertainment Network at www.thatentertains.com. And you can also uh, follow us on Twitter at WhyGodPodcast. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Get the one you love or the, the person or persons that you're interested in and play Pour Some Sugar on Me. That'll, that'll light that fire. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Rock and roll forever. Artist owned, fan supported.